Hey everybody, we are at Arrowhead Stadium after the Chiefs 30 to 14 win against the Jaguars. I'm Brooke Pryor, I've got Len Worthy beside me, Sam Millinger on the other side of me, and Blair Kirkhoff out from behind the camera on the other side of Sam. So, uh, this game came into it supposed to be the number one defense against the number one offense, and then Turns out it was another defense that became the talk of the game. Uh, as Orlando Kendrick said, they kind of felt like the Chiefs defense felt like they were the missing piece of the puzzle, and they kind of put it all in together today um, with a huge performance. Sam, you wrote about the defense. What was your biggest takeaway from this performance? I think this is exactly what they needed in terms of like two specific ways. Like one, um, this team has a reputation, whether they like to admit it or not, around the league for being soft and they certainly were not soft today. Um, and, and two, uh, this defense doesn't have to be good. It probably can't be good, you know, with the personnel. Doesn't even have to be average, but if they can be dangerous, if they can force turnovers and, 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 and be dangerous that way, I think that combined with the offense being what it is, forces the opposition into a lot of pressure and bad decisions things like that. And this can really be something that's more than, you know, just the Pat Mahomes freak show. If, if the defense can be dangerous like that and they can stand up and take a punch. Yeah, I completely agree. Punch back. It, well, sometimes literally. Yeah, there might have been a few too many punches. Um, I think I counted and there were at least two unsportsmanlike conducts and then was a taunting and a roughing the passer and then Chris Jones was disqualified for maybe an elbow, maybe a punch. We're not really sure. Um, but I think that that was the the kind of physic physicality that they'd been lacking a lot. Maybe they went a little overboard. Uh, Blair, you were in there when Andy Reid was talking. What did he have to say about the physical nature of this game? Well, he said you know he was he was happy with the way the defense played, but you can't play like that. And and um, maybe it was the Chiefs um, uh, their their version of playing physical defense and they don't know how to do it so they they went a little overboard on it but think about this they they ended the game without Chris Jones uh, Justin Houston um, D Ford, D Ford uh, Armani Watts, Watts Eric Murray were all not in the game because of either injury or or, or ejection um, and and it actually got to a point where the the Jags made it a 16 point game because they recovered the onside kick they recovered the kick, and they were down 16. They mm -hmm. scored there and get the two-point conversion. There's still like four minutes to go. So a, a de it was such a good defensive effort today that the, the replacements, including Breland Speaks and Tano Passigno and whoever else was all on the field, Jordan um, uh, Lucas, Lucas mm -hmm. um, all these guys that didn't play a whole lot, didn't get a, haven't gotten a lot of defensive snaps this year, kind of came up big for them at the end too. So even though the Jaguars ended up with more than 500 total yards, by far the Chiefs' best defensive game of mm -hmm. the year. Speaking of that, of, of the game being close, my favorite moment, and we didn't get it on tape or recorder, which is probably for the best, but uh, just chatting with Orlando Skandrick at his locker after the game, he was less than thrilled that the uh, Jags decided to take that end zone shot at the end of the game. And he was like, I had to intercept it because I was just disrespectful to try to throw that Hail Mary right at the end. I was like, Man, it's a 16-point game. I mean – Probably nothing's going to happen here, but he did not take kindly to that and felt it was disrespectful. So I think that's – I think he threw the ball in the crowd afterward. Or... Yeah, I think it's up to me to remind to, – to at least address with Sam that number 22 got an interception <laughs> and took a ball and flung it into the stands. And Look, I know that – the punt. I know, I know but, but yet it was still kind of a choke-up moment, I think, for you. And, <laughs> <laughs> a tear coming down Single the corner. <laughs> Yeah, because the old number 22 was uh, was known for uh, uh, 
placing a ball into the stands uh, after <laughs> after a big play. Yeah, but he, you're right, he kicked it, right? Which, fun fact about that, it's only a five-yard penalty if you get caught for the game. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> absolutely incredible. That's right. Might as well do I, it anyway. I, I got to yeah. say, I didn't realize that the current number 22 had as much edge as he seemed to have post-game when he was talking about, I mean, not just that, but the um, – about Jaguars being a physical team, and he oh. cr- he jumped right in oh. to correct that and said, "No, no, no, they like to what was it? They like to think let's, they're a physical team or act like they're a physical team. Yeah, let's team, see. We've got, but they're not really, is what he said. And, I mean, just add a little salt into the wound after a thirty to fourteen, you know, win. He did. Track. He said, "We physical. I don't think they physical. I think they want to <laughs> pretend they're physical when everything is going good." But I think we're a really physical team. I think we played a physical style of defense. Hmm. Yeah, that won't that won't come back during the uh, playoffs <laughs> yeah. at all. I think. Yeah, that's not going to be pinned up no, on a, on no, a bulletin no. board. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be a crowded bulletin board. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, is there going to be a separate Jalen Ramsey bullet board? <laughs> bulletin yeah. board? I mean, just Seriously. you know, he himself can take care of that. But um, just to to go back to what Sam was talking about, I think you know it reminds me of my conversation I had with Booger McFarlane. Um, talking about how this defense is sort of holding the team back. And he said, well, you know, he said, I don't really care about yards. He says, what I really care about is whether or not is, you know, points. And he said, if they can create turnovers. And I think today they created five, four interceptions, had a strip sack. And, you know, he basically was like, that's what they need to be. You know, like, you know, they don't need to be shutting people down. That's not probably what's going to happen. I'm not even sure that there's really that many shutdown defenses in the league at all. I mean, I would have probably looked at Jacksonville to be that one. And they gave up and 30. And that didn't, didn't show up today. Yeah. So, I mean, um, and even in the back of my mind, I think of some of those Patriots teams that went to Super Bowls over and over again. Some of those defenses were tough, but some of those defenses were bend but don't break and just come up with turnovers at opportune times. The team that won the Super Bowl last year gave up 500 yards passing. Yeah, a record, a record, record <laughs> passing. And a, and yeah, the, the yeah, rules are different. It was, it was amazing. Well, it's crazy, too. I think Bortles today had 430 yards which a lot of those came in the fourth quarter when they were down 16. But even yeah. so, it's amazing that we're talking about what a great defensive performance it was when they still gave up yeah. over 400 uh, yards to Bortles. And, yeah. and three, four picks? Four picks, is that yeah. right? Four picks. Four yep. picks and, and, a turno- and a fumble recovery. And, it's not just the, the, and one was right at the end, right, the turnovers. But they also had the, the, the turnover on downs. I know mm-hmm. it didn't count technically. but um, It's a great play by Armani Watts. Yeah, and it was um, a Fantastic really play by Armani Watts. dumb thing by Doug Marone. Can well, we talk about that too? Like, well, if not, you know you're going for it on third and fourth down yeah. and you're going against that defense, can you run it twice and just pick, pick it up? <laughs> yes. Yeah. They ran a fade Whatever. on third down, <laughs> yeah. you know, to a, to a five to a five ten you know, wide receiver, uh, and then that fourth down call was just horrible. Oh just mm-hmm. horrible. Yeah. You know, Bortles is en- ends up, you know, 15 yards from the line of scrimmage and fires it over the middle. And credit Armani Watts. That was the play of the year for him. I know he had the um, um, – he's had a big play earlier this year. I forgot what it was. Yeah, an interception, right? Did, did he, or a fumble recovery or something. It, he had uh, a sack against Denver. Sack, had a sack Seven. against Denver. Had yeah, a sack. That that's blitz. what it was. Yeah, that was great. Yep. Yeah, but this, this was a really nice play. That, but, against, but it occurred on a really dumb call. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no well kidding. Said. Uh, by the way, Ryan mentions that uh, he really likes the themed shirts, which, <laughs> look at that. I don't know if we're just in a, a gray scale today. I've got black. You guys have this gray, yeah. silver. Fun fact, touch it. It's what like is that? It's like is that, that a polo, that, like a long sleeve? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's like that tri-blend, oh. uh, super soft. I was on a plane today. I'm getting <laughs> Yeah, but oh, you need to slip pants in your set. Yeah. Yeah. It's the weather. Maybe it all like yeah. subconsciously <laughs> affected how we dressed up. Does yours have cheese and salsa on it, though? 
I'm wearing <laughs> mine, baby. This is the point of the show oh. where we just inspect to see what we've spilled during the game. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm all right right now. <laughs> speaking of the defense, uh, I'm trying to find where that comment was. Someone asked um, if I can find it. Why trade for Earl Thomas when Jordan Lucas has been sitting on the bench? Um, well, I guess I trade for Earl Thomas when he was healthy. Um, but yeah, I thought Jordan Lucas had a really good game. I talked with him afterward. Um, he was really emotional. This was the first game his mom has seen him play in three years. He's been in the league three years. He was with Miami. Gets traded here. His mom was in the stands. His sister-in-law and his fiance, who is pregnant, due in February, February third. So he said it could get a little dicey depending on where they are in the postseason. Um, but he gets his first career interception and then runs it back 49 yards. And he said he just felt like he was a kid out there, kind of like zigzagging through everybody. And then the whole bench emptied. And really I thought oh, that was huge. Yeah, that really was the, the biggest celebration from the Chiefs I've seen all year was the, the yeah. that. That was really neat to see. I think it's because of the type of guy that he is. He seems like a really nice guy and like a guy that, you know, he didn't ask to be traded here. That was kind of a surprise right at the end of the preseason. Comes here, is kind of buried in the depth chart, only was taking special team snaps. And tonight was his first, the first defensive snaps he's taken all season. I thought that yeah. was huge. I think it was also because he broke 45 tackles <laughs> also on that, that run <laughs> right. against a team that they've been like trash talking the whole game. That was, that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. There's another interception. Stephen Nelson had his first career interception. You talked with him afterwards. What did he have to say about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I went back and got the numbers, uh, assuming that my math is not off. It's like more than 1,800 uh, defensive snaps before he got that first pick. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I mean, because he's, he's a guy who play, you know, started at uh, nickel for them, started last mm-hmm. year, you know, so um, – but yeah, so and it came off of a, <laughs> a deflection off of a helmet, which I thought was fitting considering the celebration that they had, the tip drill celebration. They had <laughs> um, so, but yeah, so with it was, the windmill uh, dunk at the with end, with the windmill too. dunk slash spike at the end, yeah, that was uh, that was beautiful. You know, that was from all the DBs. I thought that was a nice touch there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it was a long time coming, and he said he thought he uh, he actually talked about it. he thought he had one earlier. And the, the grass gods got him. <laughs> As in, the he, turf you know, monster. Yeah, the turf monster came, reached up and grabbed him. Um, but, you know, and they were, I mean, Andy Reid said, oh, well, it wasn't really him they were going after. It was the coverage. But it seemed like they were going after him early. I mean, that to, looked to me like they were going after him early. I mean, they completed one big, uh, deep one and then went at him two times in a row. That third down pass that we're all scratching our head about. That third down one, they went after him. And the second one, mm-hmm. uh, and the fourth down one was um, – uh, the one that Watts broke up. So, yeah, he had uh, he had himself a day. He almost had one in Pittsburgh, remember? He, yeah, you know, he, had, yeah, well, he right. had one that was taken away. And, yeah, because yeah. he got pushed, called for pushing off. And I, I, I thought it was, a, you know, a jump ball sort of call. It was a great play that he had in Pittsburgh, but didn't get it. I just remember thinking, well, there, there goes his first career. Maybe he'll never have one. <laughs> and maybe he'll play for 10 years and never get a 10-year quarterback without a pick. No, I mean, look at that. Good. Now he finally got one. Today, the, that first ball that he gave up, gave up the first ball that was completed on him, that was terrific coverage. I mean, he was right. That you can't cover any better than he did. Sometimes it just, ball goes through your arms, and, you know, there's no defense for a, a perfectly thrown ball. Yeah, there's nothing he you can, can do. He can play. The, the problem, like, we talked a lot this offseason, a lot of us, all of us, whatever, about corners and lack of depth and all that stuff. The corners have been fine. The corners have been okay. The problem with this defense has been inconsistent pass rush. The, li- the inside linebackers have been terrible in coverage and tackling, and, and the safety's been bad. But the corners have been okay. I think t- Orlando Scandrick included. I think uh, you know today was about big play defense, but I thought mm-hmm. the tackling. I, I didn't notice bad tackling yeah. today, yeah. like it was you know really noticeable the last couple of games. But I don't think today. I I just don't remember whiffs. Um, you know. 
Ford, no, D Ford off the edge was just well, he was, was a what a motor he had yeah, today until until he got hurt. We don't know the extent of that, but well, but he didn't come back. Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> thought he came back. Yeah, he came back and then he then went got out, <laughs> took, came out for a play, yeah. went to the sideline. He, he, you know, he kind of squatted yeah. down a little bit, but then he's right back in. And twice he left the game and came back in. So yeah. until yeah. the last time he didn't actually have the option of coming back. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> then it's not your choice anymore. It doesn't because, matter how healthy yeah. you are. Yeah. Because he was, how did you put it, Sam? He was uh, speaking too sternly. Too, too harshly. Too, too harshly. harshly. Yeah. <laughs> Can't do that to quarterbacks. No. <laughs> Got to protect him. Yeah. Put him in bubble wrap. Can we talk all types of trash. Just can't do it to the QB. <laughs> protect, those, protect those feelings. Was there any kind of update on Justin Houston afterward, Blair? Did did we get no? Just Andy? no. Just a, whatever he calls us. Andy kind of uses strain and and, and sprain intermittent, you know, right. interchangeably. Um, so there's nothing. Um, uh, I didn't get a sense that it was a, a big deal. Um, but was it a groin? I can't remember I, now. I think his I think was, was the ham- hamstring. 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 That's right. Hamstring. I want to say. Was Watts groin? Yes, because he re-aggravated, I think, a groin injury that he suffered during practice this week. Um, We won't know tomorrow because the first thing Andy says in his Monday press conference is uh, no updates on the injuries. Guys are just getting in. We'll get get that to you. Uh, We'll get that to you. Yeah, Yeah. on Wednesday. The one we do know, though, is LDT, right? Yeah. We do know LDT's injury. Lawrence DuVernay-Tardif, I didn't see the play. um, No, I didn't but, uh, But he apparently got rolled up. And uh, suffered a fractured uh, fibula, right. and uh, so he is going to be out for several weeks. It's but, a non-weight bearing bone, right? And um, we all saw him in the in the in the locker room after the game. He had a crutch. Mm-hmm. Walk, it was on, it's on his left side, on his left leg. He has a crutch, um, but not expected to, to miss the entire season. Um, remember, it was in the Washington game which was week four last year, he suffered a knee injury and missed five games for the Chiefs. Yeah. So that was when – that was the – that's kind of when their offensive line issues started for them. Maybe Mitch Morris had been injured before then, but um, but th- th- they started going through a series of offensive line mm-hmm. problems at that point a year ago. You know, for the Chiefs, you hope it's not the beginning of that for for them, but he's – and he's had a good season. He's a good player. Jordan Devy finished the game at that position, and he's a former starter. So I suspect we'll we'll see Jordan Devy at right guard now for, for the next few weeks. That answers Cameron's question who asked, will Devy be able to fill LDT's shoes while he's out, or will someone else end up in that position? I think it'll be Devy. He, he, uh, he has started a couple games for the Chiefs. He started nine games for the 49ers the year before he came to Kansas City in 16. So I, I think Devy's going to he'll end up being the guy. With LDT out, though, do you think that means that Khalil McKenzie will end up being active? Because he's been inactive this whole time. Is that the guy that gets kind of bumped up in all this? Somebody will. I mean, somebody will take the spot on the roster. So um, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he's ready. You know, there's, there's a reason why he's not on the team now. Um, I, I don't know if we'll see him. Um, you know what? Their practice squad roster. I'd have to look at it to see who yeah. else is right. on there. Was, they made a couple of those moves at the very end of camp, right? Because they grabbed some guys off waivers. Mm-hmm. And, um, I can't remember the guy who was with. Uh, shoot, I'm blanking. The guy I, with I Buffalo. Say, um, he was waived again. No, I was going to say the one who was with the Browns. Um, right, uh, Austin Reader. Reader, yeah. They're, so they're, He's still there. Had so, a couple of but, guys. but one thing the Chiefs have done, and what they use training camp for this and OTAs, is they, they try to create versatility with with yeah. their offensive mm-hmm. linemen. So um, you know, they've got whoever is on the roster. I mean, has the ability to play 
multiple positions. Can't, um, Irving's the, the great example of that. He can he can play center. He can he could go to tackle and, and play guard. And um, so, Devy would be my answer for now. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll know more this week. But. Yeah. Uh, I think they trust Jordan Debbie. Yeah. Well, and Wiley, well, remember, remember them talking about Wiley got so much. <laughs> <laughs> Wiley got so much attention at the beginning of um, yeah the season. Remember, like that was that one depth chart that came out that had him. Starting yeah. Oh yeah. Guard, yeah. Going. Remember? You know. So. Yep. Um, but he hasn't really played much. You know, no, I think just a couple I, of special I, teams snaps. Yeah, I would, I would, like the third tight end sort of thing that they threw right. in there. I, I would think that would be a possibility because so. you're right. He was running with the starters through, through the preseason. So I thought the offensive line played really well today. I thought they were great. Yeah. They were really good. Gave him a lot of time, holes. And the LDT injury is, is bad for them too because he's a guy they use a lot to get out in space on screen passes and stuff like that. Um, that, that will require an adjustment. Hey, it's Blair Kirkhoff, and if you're listening to this, you love Kansas City sports, whether it's the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting, Mizzou, KU, or K-State, and no one covers these teams like the Kansas City Star. If you currently subscribe to the paper or have a digital subscription, thank you for your support. And if you don't, here's a great offer. It's called Sports Pass, unlimited digital access to every sports story and video on KansasCity.com. And it's just $30 for the first year. It's the best sports value in town. Just eight cents a day or two fifty a month. You can't beat that. Subscribe now at KansasCity.com slash sportspass. Kareem Hunt today had twenty-two carries for eighty-seven yards and a touchdown, including a twenty-four yard run. Um, I thought he looked really, really good. You know the uh, so the twenty four yard run. I was look. I had to look this up for the story I was writing. Coming into the game, coming into the game, the Jaguars had allowed eight eight pass plays of twenty yards or more this season, which was the, the fewest in the NFL. And Mahomes had four today. Wow. And, and the reason I, I brought that up is the the fifth longest play for the Chiefs was that twenty four yard run by by Kareem Hunt. But this is the Jaguars' defense. It doesn't give up chunk plays, and. You know, there's Kelsey, you know, making a great move to, to for a 40-yard oh, gain. And, Church, that was uh, wasn't that nice? Yeah. Um, and um, uh, the Ty- Tyreek Hill streaking past, uh, you know, Jalen for, oh, for his yeah. gain. Well, I think I had said at the time, um, you know, we had the conference call during the week, and Doug Marone is just throwing praise at everybody on the roster for Kansas City. <laughs> and when he gets to Kelsey, he just starts listing off, oh, and I saw him back in college. And blah, blah, blah. and he talked about the run after the catch. And you thought he was just like, you know, he was just going to go on and on days about his run after the catch. And so when I saw that, I was like, well, maybe, maybe that one was an exaggeration. <laughs> I don't know. It seemed like Doug Marone, everything he said came true. Like the defense played really well. Everybody on the offense played really well. Like, he might he recognized it before anybody did. He might want to change up that. It will become true. Third and fourth down calls, you know, too, too much respect for the defense. What are you doing? Well, speaking of the offense, you're just talking about Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Jack wants to know what are Patrick's lessons learned from his two interceptions? The first one was just kind of a fluky, the ball just sailed away from him. It was just a bad throw. It, it reminded me of the one in Denver last year. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. just a little too much on it and yeah. it sailed. Uh, the second one was the kind of interception I thought that he would have thrown a couple times by now. Mm-hmm. Um, in pressure, under pressure, kind of going away from the play a little bit, trusting his arm, trying to force something. 
uh, just made kind of a bad decision trying to make a play. Uh, I don't know if there's like a really big lesson from it. Um, he's going to have mistakes. Um, you know, I'm surprised that he hasn't had more. Uh, you know, it, it, if, if there's one lesson, okay, so, so the first one's kind of fluky. The second one, there is a balance there between making plays and, you know, that risk-reward calculus. And I think he's been on the right side of that mm-hmm. all season. Um, there he wasn't, but I think that was one. It's just kind of a reminder to, you know, be aware of that. But he he didn't see A.J. Boye in that second one. So he, so it yeah. was a play fake. Mm-hmm. So then he, then he turns his back to the play, and then he sets quickly and flings. He sets and flings, and he thinks he sees Demarcus Robinson, you know, flash open mm-hmm. for a second. But Boye was right on him. I mean, mm-hmm. couldn't couldn't cover him any better. And it was kind of an easy pick mm-hmm. I mean, for mm-hmm. where he was positioned. So you're right. That's the kind of play that we thought we'd see a lot of so far this year and yeah. we took to the fifth game and yeah. 170 attempts to, mm-hmm. to see that yeah, I mean, I think probably the best defense he's going to see yeah I mean, like, <laughs> right. got an all pro corner and then a pro bowl corner yeah exactly yeah and this i believe is his first game without a touchdown pass it is so he had yeah. one against denver this season it this is. season yep so but he, he did he yeah he did have a touchdown <laughs> run his second of his career and he threw for 313 yards he, he ties the, the franchise record for most consecutive his fourth straight 300-yard-plus game. So, no big deal. Yeah. yeah. So his worst game of the season. By far <laughs> his worst game of the yeah. season. And he throws for 313 against the best defense in the NFL. Yeah. I think the number was like only one. Did he give up one 300-yard passing game yeah, since, since the beginning of 2017? Yeah, beginning of last season. season. Yeah, one 300-yard passing game. And then they, pat, they faced Patrick Mahomes. And there you go. <laughs> Uh, Ryan, going back over to the defense, Ryan wants to know, with Lucas and Watts, are the Chiefs suddenly deep at safety? I'm going no, because they have <laughs> yeah. so many guys. As Andy said, he was like, we got down to our sixth safety. Yeah. You don't want to be playing safety yeah. for us right yeah. now. They're deep in injured safeties. Yeah. So, yeah. So, <laughs> suddenly, <laughs> suddenly deep is not something that I think really exists in the NFL. Oh, no. suddenly deep. <laughs> no, you don't want that. Uh, Kathy wants to know, any possibility that Jones or Ford is suspended next week? I wouldn't think so. You think uh, there's any fines coming anybody's way? Chris Jones might get a small fine. <laughs> I say small. Peanuts. I could see a small fine for um, for punching. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, Kareem Hunt got his fine this weekend, but that was for leading with the helmet. That was nearly three quarters of his paycheck. Yeah, that was that was a hefty one. That, that was twenty six k is a pretty hefty fine. He makes uh, thirty six yeah. per game. So I I think you're right. I think I think Chris Jones will get fined, but Ford won't. Not for not for his transgressions. As, as harshly as he spoke, not He may get a timeout. <laughs> Well, Chase wants to know, can Travis Kelsey mentor Ford, Jones, and Hunt on chilling out and not getting on sportsman-like penalties and ejections? Which He's done a very good job. If we're on Travis Kelsey mentoring people to keep their cool, we've really come full circle. (laughs) How about that? If I was like the social media director for the Chiefs, that's what I would do. Like have Travis Kelsey as like the mentor for all these kids and be like, Grow up. Maybe like a scary straight like program. Yeah, I was going to say, they should have a little <laughs> skit with Kelsey. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm Throwing the flag, that's going to be official. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. It's yeah. definitely Facebook Live after dark now. Kelsey, Kelsey was uh, the best. 
I missed that. I missed that, Kelsey. He had a couple moments today, it felt like, that he started to touch that. His, his, his uh, first down celebration got a little uh, extended. Yes, he, I think he wanted to let go of one. but uh, Yeah, but he, he held it in. He, yeah. he had, what, 100 yards today? 100 yards. His 15th yeah, game over 100 yards. Only five catches. Yeah. That's not too bad. He was good. He was really good today. Uh, let's see who else has a question. Jacob wants to know why does Bob Sutton continue to send Reggie Ragland into coverage? It's clear it's clearly a, a glaring weakness. TJ Yeldon embarrassed him badly. What is our take? Who wants to take that? Well, how, I wonder the snap counts will be interesting tomorrow. To see how many Terrence Smith uh, got because I think increasingly mm -hmm. they're, you know they're liking him on passing down. Yeah, so well, you yeah, talked to him too, didn't you? Yeah, he was fired up. He he was the first one that I've heard anyway mention Atlanta. Oh, it got mentioned. It got mentioned today. It was, it was something like, uh, we're going to keep this moment or keep this going, keep this momentum going all the way to Atlanta. Wow. Mm. Okay. Five games in. Here all we right. go, Atlanta. October, we're already here. Third down linebacker. Right. Let's go. <laughs> oh, no, wait, wait. So Smith said that? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying Ragland said that. Yeah. I, was like, I don't think anybody talked like, to Ragland. It sounded like out of character for Ragland, but yeah, okay. Um, to me, I mean, I think, I, but the thing with Smith is, I think they've been doing that since the beginning. Just, it's a matter of trying to not get caught with Reggie on the field, you know, in, when you know it's going to be a passing yeah. down. And then, so teams obviously, you know, early down, because I think it was first or second, right? That touchdown, the Yeldon, I think it was a first or second down play where they know Ragland's on the field because he's out there to stop the run mm -hmm. and they take advantage of it. I mean, same thing San Francisco did with the, with the fullback was play action. And he's out there to stop the run. His eyes are here. Fullback goes out. And, yeah. You know. So, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, again, the whole idea about stopping the run and so much emphasis on that in the offseason. Um, and he's going to be one of those guys who, in theory, is going to do that for you. I mean, he's going to do it more than Terrence Smith is. But there's, you know, the whole risk-reward. You're giving up the passing game is yeah. for the backs. So. Smith had a sack today, too, didn't he? Didn't T. Smith have yeah, a sack? Yeah, I think, yeah. So, right? yeah. I think they yeah. finished with like five sacks or something. The team did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. That's pretty impressive. Uh, let's see. Let's go to another question. Joe wants to know who are the Chiefs signing before the deadline, a middle linebacker or pass rusher between no coverage by the linebackers and now with all the injuries in the pass rush? What moves do we think are coming? Boy, it's a good question. I, I, I don't know. Um, I'll be interested when you guys watch a tape and to see how Breland Speaks played today. I know he had the fumble recovery on the strip sack, D Ford strip sack, but that was just right place at the right time, right? He yeah. wasn't he wasn't in on the sack. I don't remember him being close to a sack today. Well, or... I saw a couple where he was, I mean, close, relatively speaking, like a, a step or two away. I don't know if they gave him. I didn't look to see if they gave him hurries on that or pressures, or whatever, but. Um... There were a couple times. I think I mentioned it to. Uh, I think I mentioned it to you, Sam. When I said like he's had one of those games where there's a bunch of almost, but for him, you know, I mean, like if that turns into something the next time out, then it means something. Otherwise, it's just more almost for him. And especially with the fans looking at him as their top, the top pick from last year. I mean, I think it's starting to build with the fans at least that he, you know, hasn't really been productive. But, you know, mm -hmm. he looks way behind to me, but um, I, I still think that if, if they do something, it'll be a safety. I still think that even that you know even though that's what they've been doing it just um, that's that's where their holes are that's where their injuries are I guess they've got injuries other places too but you know maybe that changes if Justin Houston's hamstring is uh, like his knee a couple years ago 
uh, something like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I still think they want they want some they want coverage. Mm-hmm. Did does does their record and their position now give them a little bit of room to rest a guy maybe and yeah. give them, give them yeah. a game to totally. you know um, they are who's who else has one loss in the AFC um, Bengals maybe a one loss team. Um, well, the, the Jags t- were until yeah, today. Yeah, and, yeah, and the Titans lost today, so they're a two-loss team. Patriots are a two-loss team. Um, Miami, Dolphins? maybe? Yeah, yeah, I think I was saying maybe Miami. Maybe Miami just Mi- lost to New England. I think that might be. No, no. Unless yeah. did they lose to the, did they play today? Because that loss I'm thinking of was last yes, They lost they to the Bengals today, today. So I okay. think that's why I think the Bengals are the. the I, I don't have the standings in front, but. Uh, I'm trying uh, to call them. I, I just wonder if they can manage their roster and their injury list a little bit now in a way. that four and one. Okay. That's the only other one. You know how to work your ESPN app a lot and they do, me. And they do play the Bengals yeah, here yeah. later in the season. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, actually two well, weeks, right? I think it also let, lets them... Is this the game after the Patriots? Uh, yeah, I, be, I believe so. Well, I also think it lets them be a little more patient with Eric Berry. Um, well, I, I think that matters as with, well. With Berry, I just wonder about on the outside, yep. though, because they only kept four outside guys on the... Um, on the roster, right? I mean, the... That's right. Mm-hmm. So we, that's we were why, talking about who yeah. would... Co- would that's right. When Houston and Ford were out, and it was Passanio and Speaks, if one mm-hmm. of those guys went down, what, what were they going to do? do? I thought maybe they'd bring Chris Jones in because he sometimes lines up outside. In fact, there was one today. You'll see it in the film where you had Ford and Houston on one side and Jones on the other. Right. I thought that was kind of interesting, and, um, uh, and it, it was it didn't work. I think it was a third and six or something, and the Jags complete, completed a pass to Yeldon, but. I think it would be Jones if if that was the case. But did they? Because uh, uh, I noticed them do one time Speaks and Ford on the same side, but then I think Speaks dropped in the coverage. So mm. I wonder. But because um, I was going to say I didn't, I didn't notice the one you're talking about, but I'm assuming one of them must have dropped in the coverage. Yeah, well, on this on the play, Ford ended up making the tackle, so he maybe he did drop into coverage. But I mm-hmm. remember Ford made the tackle. Mm-hmm. No. Blake wants to know what are our impressions of Derek Naughty? He looked good today, and he actually he made his first start today. Right, mm-hmm. and then uh, once. Was it once Chris Jones went out, he started to play more second half? There were some more in, injuries, ejection, something that happened that he was in the he mix was, more. It seems like he was getting Xavier Williams snaps. Yeah, a lot and of then, Xavier yeah, Williams they were snaps both today. together. I think when, when you do the snap counts, we're going to find that he had his most you know, active game mm-hmm. today. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if he played, how he played. Someone... Who's watching? It's different from our perspective in the press box. Actually, a little different than watching that mm-hmm. position on TV. Um, I'd have to look at the tape a little bit to see how how mm-hmm. he had, how he played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I didn't really watch the middle of the. Like, there was a couple of times when I literally just watched Speaks just because he was in there so much at the end of the game. Yeah, that's why, like I say, I think there was a couple of times where he was a step or two away, but. I mean, you could do that with one person, <laughs> but then that means you're really not watching that much else in the field. Mm-hmm. And we miss Vahe for a lot of reasons, but I especially miss him right now because we've had a couple questions of people asking us, "Does this? How does this year's five and O team or five and O start feel compared to last year's?" Vahe wrote a whole column about it, but you guys were here for last year's five and O team. So, what are your impressions of, of how this feels versus last year? Um, I think it feels similar actually like as far like in a very big general picture the specifics are much different the specifics are the the quarterback is the most obvious um but last year i think it was there, there was a similar at least for me there was a similar feeling in that um you know it's five and oh but we've seen this before and maybe it's different now it's five and oh we've seen this before but not with this quarterback but the defense you know when they were five and oh last year remember it's easy to forget this now because of the way the season ended 
But when they were 5-0 and last year, they had beaten the Patriots, and the defense did really well in that game on the road. And then they beat the Eagles. Um, Chris Jones had the game of his life against yeah, the Eagles. Yeah, Three and, sacks and a pick. And, and Justin Houston was a, was, was a freaking superhero in that game. And so that was 5-0, and and, you, and you'd beaten those teams in Houston – was supposed to be kind of some hot stuff. That was their fifth win. They went down to Houston and won for their fifth win. And they did that. Scored a bunch of points on Deshaun Watson's team. Yeah, yeah. So I think like in if you think about like where it was at five and zero, there was a lot of optimism. Now um, that team still had a smaller margin for error just because of the quarterback. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that sounds like a pick on Alex Smith, but I think it's just factually, objectively true, right? Um, So that's the biggest difference. What I remember was at five and zero last year, Kareem Hunt was going nuts. Yeah. I mean, he mm-hmm. had, he was incredible for those first five games. Um, Alex Smith was the MVP of the, N- of, of the NFL after five games. He had some big numbered games and everything. Um, but I'll tell you what I, I also remember is in the sixth game, they came here and lost to the Steelers in the exact same way they lost yeah. to the Steelers in the playoff game the previous year. And that was a deflating mm-hmm. loss. I mean, a real deflating mm-hmm. loss for the, for the Chiefs. It's like, we can't beat that team. We, we can't beat the Steelers. It was, this, it was the same game plan. Le'Veon Bell rushed for another 170 on him. and the score was almost the same. the same. It was the same type of game. Now now they're going to New England. I don't think they'll be favored. I, I don't. I think I they'll be a, like a small small under six, two or three, maybe four-point under, underdog. Um, but and, and so I would probably pick them to lose if I had to pick them right now. But... I don't. I don't. They could lose that game, and I don't think I'd be down on it because mm-hmm. of what I've seen through totally. five games. And so mm-hmm. you're right, Sam. It's because of Mahomes mm-hmm. and, and that, what they can do with this offense. Mm-hmm. They'd have to get shut out, maybe. I mean, just something that you hadn't seen yet. Right. Right. Um, when we when they lost to Pittsburgh, we had seen that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, Mike Wilson wants to know. Patrick Peterson has been mentioned for a trade. Any thoughts on if they make that deal? They can't afford him. Um, he makes three, four million dollars more than Earl Thomas, and they were moving heaven and earth to fit that under the cap. They just, I, I think, financially, they just can't make that work. What about Honey Badger? It's another. We're just, there's, people are just going to keep throwing out questions. <laughs> I don't know what that contract We're going to have Sam just <laughs> give, give us his off the cuff thoughts. Uh, I, I've thought about Peterson. I haven't <laughs> thought about uh, Honey Badger, so I'd, I'd have to look up the contract and all that. Let's see. Any more questions? Uh, did Kansas City put the AFC on notice after today? <laughs> Bullied Jacksonville from snap to snap is also what Mike said. I, I kind of think so. I, I do. I, There's I, something to that. Yeah, I, I kind of, yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't have to win in New England next week for them to still be, I think, a favorite to have a one or a two seed. Yeah. Um, but if they, especially if they come back and beat Cincinnati the next week. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Andy Reid said something. He was good in his post game, like especially, but like by Andy Reid standards. Like, was there any more sports <laughs> pushed, pushed, pushed around, trading on the curve? Yeah. <laughs> no, he, you're right. He, he was. But he said something. And it was right at the end. He, it, it was. I'm paraphrasing. But he was like, "This is an important win," uh, but at the same time, we're talking about the fifth game of the season. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Put that under my byline. Like, let, just make that the column. <laughs> like, that, that is absolutely what. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, we've seen what it means. To, the, the Chiefs were nine and zero. Uh, it was Andy's in first year. Andy um, Reid's first year. You know, we've seen stuff like this before. Uh, it, it's great, but you got to continue it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's it's hard. It's just hard for me to go from we were just talking about how last year they were five and zero to now this five and zero. They put them. They put the AFC on notice. I mean, I guess 
temporarily maybe, but then if they go out there next week and lay an egg, then, yeah. you know, I mean, Everybody you know, goes off notice. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> the notices they, turn off. They, they send out a, a notification. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, somebody on Twitter, uh, shoot, gosh, they, I hate doing this because I, I can't remember who said it, but they said, uh, it was Kevin Clark. I think it was Kevin Clark who writes for the Winger, Ringer. And he said, uh, yeah, I just wanted to see what the big story was last year after week five. And it was uh, Ben McAdoo is off the hot seat. <laughs> like, that's great. So lots can change. Great, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark Giordano wants to know, what will it take to beat the Patriots? Which we'll get into that more in our next episode of this later this week. But <laughs> that's a good I'll, teaser. I know, yeah, right? Yeah, Just yeah. trying to give you guys a cliffhanger. Uh, someone else already mentioned, though, that on tonight's Sunday night broadcast, they're already talking about Next week, Sunday sure. night game. Yeah, and it's so. like prime time. It's a, there'll be a big ratings. Prime time there. for showtime. Yeah, well, oh, that's showtime. <laughs> <laughs> not doing it. No, I'm not. Yeah. Not going. You can't no. make fetch happen. That. Fetch isn't going to happen. Oh, do, do we like showtime? Do we? No. Do we like not it? particularly. But. I mean, <laughs> does Mahomes like it? Do we? Have we? Didn't we determine that his dad called him Showtime growing up, and that's why that's he where, said that's where, that's ESPN what he's seems to have. You know, I think it was created the label it for him. BJ somewhere. asked him about it during the preseason mm-hmm. on the field and asked him like, "Hey, what nickname do you want?" And Patrick said, "Showtime," which is cool and all, but I also yeah, don't you, think you can pick your own. No, nickname. you can't ask. You can't ask for it. Well, did he say that was the one he liked, or did he just say that that was his, what his old man used? To call? Maybe a, a combination of both. Uh, Whatever it is, I. And then, yeah, I, think I don't know about that. It sounds like there's multiple nicknames going on, at least in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Sherman this week said that he actually goes by Patty Cakes when he's referring to him, but there's other guys calling him different, different Heard names. Heard St. Patty, Patty Melt, uh, any version of Patty. Patty Cake. Patty Cake. Yeah. You name it. So, yeah, I think Showtime is maybe short for this world. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, let's see. Anything else you guys want to address before we sign off here? I think we've covered everything. We kind of ping-ponged back and forth, but I really like these questions, so we just kind of went with them and went to see where they led. Um, So that will be it from us tonight at Arrowhead. We'll be back later this week to preview the Patriots, and then we'll be back for a real Facebook Live after dark from Foxborough a week from today. So get ready for that. Be prepared to stay up late. Uh, Yeah, cool. That could be tough. Uh, So that's it from us. We will talk to you later this week. Until then, you can follow all our work on KansasCity.com, on our Twitter, and in the paper every morning.